Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Hunt Lift Deep podcast. This is your co-host, Perry, joined, as always, by our actual host, Luke, and got the old trusty sidekick with us as well. Evan, what's going on, fellas? Tuesday tips, by the way. That was flawless. So good. Yeah, you forgot to put in just the tip. I thought we were trademarking that. <laughs> it's probably already trademarked, I would assume. Or maybe it's just such common usage you can't trademark it. Yeah, I'd say that's probably more accurate. But yeah, good, man. Good. Just busy as shit. Don't really know if we're deploying or not. Just just constant rodeo and roller coaster of emotions with that. But other than that, same old stuff, boys. It sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, it's about as uh, much fun as a colonoscopy with a pine cone. So. <laughs> Here's your that? title for this week, Luke. That's a warm visual right there, boys. Warm visual. <laughs> so uh, what do we got on the docket for Tuesday tips this week, Luke? Oh, uh, yeah. So I think we're going to do continue on with the theme. We've talked about uh, eating and hunting. And so now we're going to talk about lifting. They're kind of out of order. But uh, I think it will just hit the, you know, all the trifecta here and talk about some fitness tips. I'm going to start us off, Evan. I think you're going to talk a little bit about some uh, nutrition and diet stuff. Yeah, so my tip for this week, um, and this is something that I learned way later than I should have. So, you know, I, I started, I don't want to say on my fitness journey. To read? I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, Luke's got jokes today. <laughs> but, yeah, so I don't want to say start on my fitness journey because I hate how that sounds. Um, but, you know, I started lifting at age 14 and I didn't really... Um, I didn't really modify my diet to achieve my fitness goals until I was in my late twenties. Um, and so my tip for this week is just basically figure out what your goals are and then figure out what type of, what body type you are. So I, um, I don't want to mess this up here, but I'm pretty sure it's mesomorph, endomorph and exomorph. Um, and so each one of those is basically like your naturally heavy set, your kind of middleweight and then your lighter weight uh, body types. And again, I am not a doctor, throw that disclaimer out there. Um, but if you figure out what body type you are and then figure out what fitness goals you want to achieve, that'll help you uh, on your path to achieving those goals essentially, because then you'll know kind of how to, how to mold your body and what you need to put into your body on top of your fitness plan to um, get those goals and get those goals better and faster. So like for me, I was for the longest time I was eating, I was eating a pretty heavy protein diet, but I was eating a lot of carbs and I wasn't eating a lot of fats, excuse me. And then I realized that I needed to eat more fats. Um, and so for over a decade, I was completely, my diet was completely not what I needed to be uh, what it wasn't where I needed to be for the goals that I was trying to attain. Um, so my tip for this week is just a figure out what body type you are before um, you want to start your fitness journey, if you will, or if you're already in that, then go ahead and do it and then kind of guide your diet based off your body type and what your body responds to, um, to achieve those fitness goals. So if you're trying to lose weight, then maybe it is cut back on some fats, but honestly, fats are good depending on the right fats. Um, can be good for uh, weight loss. And then protein is going to be a big one in all of them, which me and Luke have had this conversation a lot. I didn't realize how much protein you need to digest um, 
to, to intake on a, on a daily basis to achieve a lot of your fitness goals. And most people do not get that naturally and end up supplementing um, because it is hard to eat the required um, grams of protein. But yeah, that's kind of my little tip for this Tuesday here. Yeah, I think I think what you said makes a lot of sense, and it, it's definitely something to consider. For instance, Luke and I, obviously, or you and I, Evan versus Luke, we have you know very different body types, and y'all probably have somewhat different goals than I might with your chosen careers, et cetera. So we might not necessarily <clears throat> need to shape our diets exactly the same way. So figuring out what works for you and uh, and what your specific goals are, what you're training for. Um, and then, like I said, tailor your diet to, to meet those needs. I think that's solid advice. Yeah. And it's really hard to not get into the specifics. I'm trying not to, cause obviously it's kind of a shorter segment on the podcast and you, you know, we could talk about diet for two hours and of itself. Um, but so I'm trying to keep it generic. And so I apologize if that's, you know, a little confusing for any listeners out there that are kind of getting started on their fitness journey, but but basically, I think if you if you look at it like this, like, OK, I want to get more fit like the I want to use the couch mountain program that Luke and Pete put out. OK, well, what can I do to achieve those goals sooner than just working out? And if you change your diet while you change your workout routine or you start a workout routine, you're going to get drastic results. You're going to get better results. Um, but before you do that, before you just say, OK, I'm going to eat healthy, I'm going to eat kale and fucking chicken and rice. Um, because that's what I see bodybuilders doing. Like that's, that's healthy. Yes, but it might not help you achieve the goals that you're looking for. So figuring out your body type, um, and figuring out what you need specifically the individual to attain those goals that you set for yourself. And you're just going to see those results a lot faster. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, you can, <clears throat> you can get stronger and lose weight at the same time, but it's difficult. Right. And you're not going to truly build new mass or anything like that. You're going to just continue to uh, kind of reinforce the muscle mind connection. And so having those clear goals in mind, am I trying during this time to improve performance or am I trying to improve body composition? Uh, and you can do both and you will do both, but you'll do both to a certain extent. Right. And so if you want to maximize your, your progress, you kind of do have to make some of those decisions and then tailor your diet to that. Um, just one like bit of specificity on it that I think is kind of general and applicable to everything. And I think I had to step out for a phone call real quick, Evan, but I think you mentioned, you know, your protein intake, uh, pretty much everybody should be consuming uh, their body weight in grams of protein as a minimum. And if you're trying to put on size, uh, whatever your goal weight is, um, go to there. And that's going to really significantly uh, help you. And you're, you're, you'll feel, one, you'll feel a lot more uh, satiated. Uh, you, you won't want to eat as much because protein is a lot more filling. Uh, protein calories are harder to digest and process than calories from uh, one of your other macros. And so just in that, you're going to burn more calories during the digestion process. And so that's going to help you kind of work with that body composition. But yeah, and you can, you know, we can go into talk about, like Evan said, two hours on talking about all your macros and all that shit. And honestly, Anthony would be the guy to talk about on that. He's the true professional. We just kind of dabble. And I was, I was going to say like, I don't count my macros. I don't want to sit here and like, um, I don't want people to think, get the, get a false sense of what I'm saying. Like I'm not the type of guy that sits there and counts my macros, but I know, and I've been doing it long enough, um, to, to kind of know how my body reacts to certain things. And like Luke will say, like, yo, you can eat anything you want. Like, yeah, I can to a certain extent, but no, I can't at the same time. Like, yes, I have a high metabolism, but I also, I also know that like for the level I need to perform at, 
if I eat like trash for a week, I can't perform at that level the following week. And I have learned that about myself. Like, yeah, I might not necessarily gain as much weight as Luke might, but it's, I'm still going to have those negative effects. And I don't want to sit here and pretend and make false claims of like, I'm counting my macros and I'm, I'm weighing my meals because I don't, and I'm not, and I probably never will because it's not something that uh, fits into my lifestyle, hobby or professional. Um, but what I do know is my body type and what I need to attain those physical goals that I have. And so when I do hit a training program, like I'm about to start the couch to mountain after I finish the current program I'm on right now. Um, and I'm probably going to modify my diet because it's been a while since I've modified my diet. And so I'm going to try to make some little tweaks to kind of cater to that workout style because it's the couch to mountain program is completely different than the current workout, uh, training regimen I'm on right now. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great idea. Um, that's something that I've been trying to do as well is kind of change how I've been uh, eating. I'm not going to get into the specifics of what I'm doing. So what I'm doing obviously probably isn't the most optimal for most people. Uh, but yeah, I think it's important and in, in to kind of fit it into your training regimen. Cause if you just like are in a constant deficit and you're doing high, super intense workouts the whole time, like if you try to do a couch to mountain program in an extremely uh, heavy deficit, you're going to feel like dog shit and you're, you're, uh, you know, potential for injury is going to get worse. You're going to run yourself into the ground. Like you, you got to feed the beast. You got to feed, feed your body and feed your body the right stuff. Yeah. And so, so like tying in on that, like the, the, you know, kind of adds in onto the tip, like the current workout program I'm on right now, it's my own program. It's something that I've just come up with over the years and I do it, um, once a quarter basically. And I just take my workouts and I just extend them. So it's, it's two hour workouts, just get up earlier and I'm in the gym for two hours. And I literally, because of my body type and after sleeping for X amount of hours the night before and then going to the gym first thing in the morning, like I literally pack like a mid-workout meal. And in the gym, I sit there and I intake, um, depending on what it is, like some calories and I modify like that with that workout routine. So that's kind of, you know, that's my tip for this week is don't just focus on your workout plan. The diet is a massive part of it to attain those goals. Yeah. And like the last thing I'll say on that, Anthony shared something the other day and I was just like, yeah, you could go spend, you know, two hours on the fucking treadmill or you could just not eat a 400 calorie cupcake and you'll come out ahead from not eating that cupcake. And that's really true, right? Cause it's really hard to out train. Like one, everybody overestimates the number of calories they're burning. Uh, most of your Fitbits and your Garmin's and your fucking Apple watches are overestimating the amount of calories you're burning. And then most people underestimate the amount of calories they're consuming. And so like, at the end of the day, if you're not losing weight, you're probably consuming too many calories and you're not, you know, burning enough calories is what it kind of comes down to. But that's good shit, man. Uh, what do you got uh, for us, Perry? Yeah, mine's pretty, pretty simple and straightforward today. Obviously, you guys are far more qualified to speak on this subject than I am. But as as Evan alluded to earlier, and I think we've discussed a couple of times, um, we'd kind of put together a little plan. Well, I said he put it together. We had talked about some different things. Um, that I started a few weeks ago and started out on it pretty good. I've kind of been, I was telling y'all earlier offline, I've kind of been intermittent hit or miss with it more recently just due to scheduling and time. And honestly, just haven't made it as much of its priority as I should have. But um, my tip, and it, and it also applies to the drop of the couch to mountain program as well for guys that, for guys that are have experienced the different training programs, this is going to be a, a no brainer and it's going to be fairly obvious, but for anyone out there that's kind of in my position that is, you know, starting out 
or doesn't have a ton of experience with some sort of like actual regimented program, what I would say is don't be afraid to incorporate some sort of scalability um, on the front end of that program. If you get into it and you find that after your first day, your first couple of days, or even your first week, you know, you start getting really fatigued in certain, certain aspects or work in certain muscle groups that is then causing you to not be able to perform a couple of days later when you try to, you know, um, get back on the, get back on the horse. That kind of happened to me a little bit, Evan, you know, we, we, um, we had a, a fairly heavy, what I, at least what I would call heavy for someone kind of starting out in my position, um, pull up regimen there. And I, I think there was like four out of the five days initially that there was some sort of, you know, pull up, pull up activity. And the first few days I did it all and was fine, was feeling good. But like by the end of that first week, I had tried to go do my whatever sets of, of pull-ups for that day. I was just like, holy shit, I cannot, I, there's no way I'm be able to reach these sets. And I think if I had actually like taken the time to sit down and say, mm, after that first day or two, I might want to like actually scale this back a bit, incorporate, um, you know, either a few couple less reps um, per set and, and scale it down a little bit. Then I think I would have been able to actually perform better on that last day and then going into the following week. So that's my tip for this week. Don't be, don't be afraid if you're starting out particularly to incorporate some sort of scalability. If it's something that is either a weakness for you or just something that you haven't trained recently. Um, I think it'll in the long run, it'll suit you better. Yeah, I think that's solid advice. And when, you know, Pete was developing the program and I was kind of giving him kind of my vision for it for the couch to mount. And that was exactly what we talked about was I wanted it to be able to be easily scalable and easily, uh, you know, kind of applied to different skill levels and skill sets and fitness levels. And and I think that's what, what he did a good job of. And so that's one of those things you got to look at it and be like, if you look at the workout and you're just brand new to it, to getting into this, like don't kill yourself, kill yourself. Like just, it's better to back it off a little bit and then sustain it and like have that consistency over intensity. Right. You can get like really intense and do like two weeks of the program and then just fall off because you're too sore to move for like three or four days and then you just never pick it back up. And so it'd be better to like like scale it back, do it four weeks all the way through and then, you know, do it the next time. This time you get a little more experience, a little better, a little more adapted and you just do the whole thing or, or whatever based on your level. And I think that's important. You know, you get to a certain point of advancement. Like I can sit there and kind of be out of shape and not have trained in a while and still look at a really hard workout and be like, okay, I'm just going to force myself to do this because I have a baseline of training that I've done through the years. Like I kind of, I did, for those of you that follow me on Instagram, I did, I called it hero week. I started with Murph and I just did a series of hero workouts throughout a week with zero train up and it was absolutely brutal and it broke me off. Uh, but I've trained in a, such a way that I was able to do that. And so like, if you don't have a baseline to do that, it can, one, you can injure yourself, and then two, you can also just like run yourself into the ground. Though I also ran myself into the ground; it's pretty brutal. I think both of you uh, bring up a bunch of really good points there. And you know, Perry, when I wrote that for you, we talked about it. And I, I've never, um, I let me rephrase: I've never wrote a program in the sense of like I did for you. And it, I don't want anyone to think that like I have any sort of degree or background in kinesiology or anything related to the matter. Um, but the only That's thing a $5 I have, word for you, kinesiology, can you spell I it? I can't spell it, but <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and so I didn't really know how to make that 
starter program. And so it was, it was actually kind of really fun for me and to get the feedback from him. And then like Luke said about the, the couch to mountain and that they tailored it to that. So it is scalable. I think that's a the big thing. That is a big thing for anyone that wants to try a new program, whether it's couch to mountain, whether it's a program you find online, going through a coach or whatever, there are programs out there that are hard to manipulate. Um, and I'd highly recommend if you're a, be a beginner, um, not to go towards those type of workout plans because they are going to be harder to, to modify and tailor towards the individual, especially for that beginner that doesn't have a baseline. Yeah. I think what you said there <clears throat> makes a lot of sense for someone that's starting out is finding a program that does have that ability to be manipulated, to be tweaked as you are kind of getting started out with it and you get into it and you know, you start to see how your body reacts and see what some of your limitations are because the the stuff you put together, it was real easy to say. And we know we had some, some texts and some conversations back and forth. And I said, yeah, kind of thinking about maybe switching this up here on this day. And like I said, maybe doing a, a different variation on this day. And it was, it was super simple. And I think um, that was also the point of the, of the couch to mountain on ramp. And there's obviously, like you said, there's going to be programs out there that are not going to have that, that flexibility. They're going to be much more rigid. And if you're someone in my position, that's, you know, you might want to look elsewhere and see if you can find something that's, you know, scalable and able to be easily manipulated. Um, so I'll, I'll round out this episode with my tip. Uh, it's pretty specific um, and it's going to be regards into there's like on social media, there's a lot of marketing and stuff and do, I, I won't name the brand, but most people have seen it are like different products that are supposed to help you develop your bow drawing muscles. Okay. So it's like a fake bow with a, a weighted band on it that you're pulling back to develop that muscle. Okay. I kind of want to just talk about this a little bit and why I just really don't like that product for a lot of reasons. Um, and it's nothing against like, you know, the developers or whatever, like it's sure it's fine. And it's probably got its role, but I think for the price point, you can get way more bang for your buck by utilizing uh, bands. You spend 20 bucks on a band off Amazon or, you know, even rogue or wherever and grab a couple different ones. Um, I, I'll tell you the colors I have, but I know a lot of the brands don't do the colors. So you want like um, kind of a, a lighter one, you just get like three or four different sizes, like kind of the mid range ones. And you can do a bunch of different exercises. And so the problem with when you do any sport that requires like a single portion of your body, like tennis, uh, where you're, you have a dominant swing hand, uh, baseball, you see it with pitchers and throwing or archery where you're drawing a bow, you're developing through your quote unquote sport muscular imbalances. Okay. So like you're going to overdevelop um, kind of your, a lot of your back and your, you know, your rear delts, you have that scapular retraction on like for me, it's on my left side because I'm left-handed. I'm not getting that same development on my right side, okay? And if I sh shoot 50, 100 arrows a day, which some people do, I don't shoot that much, but some people do, right? You're, you're going to really overdevelop one side of your body versus the other. And so then if for your training, you then take something that is the exact same motion, you're just going to further, 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 further develop that muscular imbalance. And so what I would recommend is with those bands doing a series of different workouts, I'm not going to describe the workouts to you guys because honestly, it's going to be way easier for you to just YouTube them. Um, but with those bands, you can do what's called a, a face pull. Um, and it's exactly what it sounds. I guess I am going to describe it a little bit. You just put it on like a, a bar in front of you or on a post or something. And then you pull the band towards your face with both arms. But you need to really pay attention to how you're attracting your scapula in your, in your back and then watch a demo video for that. 
Uh, you can also do pull-aparts, which is exactly what it sounds like. You hold the band in your hands and then you pull it and you fully extend your arms to the side like you're like in a crucifix. And you, you do those. What you're now doing is you're developing those muscles balanced on both sides. And that's really good. You can do one-armed face pulls as well to develop both single. And then you can do different variations of pull-aparts and different angles to develop a lot of those back muscles. And honestly, you can look for back band work and find several more. I just don't want to kind of overwhelm you guys. Just kind of focus on pull-aparts and face pulls and incorporate that into every single workout. I used to do it really kind of been bad about it of late. I used to do 150 of each with like a green band, uh, at the end of every workout. And it really helps with uh, developing those muscles and the stabilizing muscles as well. So I know for a lot of guys, this is the time of year, especially for, for the bow hunters out there, you know, the off season, you know, honestly, for, mo- for most people, bow season's not that far uh, down the road, just a few months away. This is the time of year where a lot of guys are, are getting the bows out and really, you know, training up and shooting a lot. If you are doing that and you're shooting a lot with those band workouts, would you recommend focusing more on the single on the single arm, the opposite side, or do you still do the double? Do both. So as you're like, your sport is going to do one thing, but then with your, uh, your training still continue to do both because your body will then learn to it'll kind of like recompensate as you're doing that development. You don't want to, because like the movement isn't exactly the same, right? So you don't want to just further develop weird imbalances. So you just continue your workouts. So you can still do the single arm work, but I would still do it balanced and then do your pull aparts and your face pulls. And you can do full of pull aparts and face pulls, both double arm. And that's what I would recommend. For example, my physical therapist, I have a conglomerate of injuries that I'm always working through and for and everything. Um, and my physical therapist, even if I go in and my left, the left side of my neck is tweaked, we work both sides of my neck because she doesn't want to create those muscular imbalances when we're not only working on rehabilitation, but we're also training those muscles. And, you know, I'm terrible about maintaining these, you know, exercises on my own, but it goes into training programs. Like, um, you, you don't want to, even if though you're, you know, you might shoot only right-handed or left-handed, you don't want to you don't want to train just your right side because now not only are you going to have muscular imbalances, but you're also allowing an open door for injuries on your other side because you're overtraining one side. Um, I don't know if that really makes sense. I'm not extremely articulate in the scientific <laughs> terms and that stuff. That's more of a Peter thing, but I, I hope that makes sense. I don't know if that answers your question, Perry, a little bit. Yeah, it does. I, I think it makes makes enough sense, at least for for this dumb hillbilly. So yeah, um, you know, six generation mountain trash, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's all good stuff. Uh, we kind of went a little bit longer today with our description, so we don't need to really recap and people can just hit rewind, but I think those all pretty solid tips. And uh, if you guys have any questions or want us to like answer anything, just, you know, shoot us a message on Instagram on the hunt lift eat page at hunt lift eat official. Uh, you can also hit up Evan at Evan.D.Eisner, spelled I-S-N-E-R. And you can also hit Perry up at Perry.R.Eisner. For the first time ever, y'all, finally on the gram. And don't yep. forget, send Perry a, a DM and go ahead and throw in the hashtag fuck Perry. Hashtag fuck Perry. Fucking assholes. Yeah, he just now finally got on the social media, so it's pretty cool. He had decided, based on all the feedback that we've gotten that he wanted to do it. Um, you guys are actually going to hear this out of order 
because we recorded Thursday's episode yesterday, but uh, he's going to talk about, oh, he might do it or whatever, and then he ends up doing it. So Spoiler alert. He does yeah. it. Little spoiler alert. I do it. But yeah, it was like it's like you said, Luke. It's actually the all of the positive feedback we've been getting, all the listener questions. Um, it's just, you know, I want to I want to make sure to show my appreciation for that. It's not something I take lightly. This has been an absolutely, you know, for me, just out of nowhere kind of surprise, and it's something that I'm extremely grateful for. It's been a blast to be a part of, and so I definitely need to make myself more accessible and, and want to try to <clears throat> increase my footprint. So that was the reason why I finally got on the got on the horse. Yeah, man, I think I think you'll find. I mean, there's a lot of bullshit with social media, but Instagram is cool because it's pretty tailorable, right? You can just kind of control the shit that comes in your feed. But then it's also going to be great to have that interaction uh, with folks, and you'll get to see the stuff on the page. And as we've grown, I mean, we're we're growing extremely quickly. Um, we just hit seven thousand followers, which is wild to me. We're we're growing fast for just a bunch of dumb hillbillies selling t-shirts and hats. So. Uh, We've got a lot of big plans. Um, I won't give the full pitch on all the shit on the works. You guys can hear that Thursday. But as always, we just appreciate the absolute hell out of you. And uh, we'll be back. So definitely tune in Thursday for our regular episode. And then give us any feedback on Tuesday tips because we're still not positive. We're going to keep it uh, running. And we just need to get some feedback. If you guys like it, if you don't, if you think it's a waste of time, we can, we can kill it. But, yeah, thanks, y'all.